Hallelujah praise the Lord Once again it's a joyful time in the presence of the Lord to spend time in his presence to meditate upon the scriptures and this is a time of the year when so many people are remembering the great sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary He was the very son of God the incarnated God himself the word became flesh There was no other person my dear friends who was born for the main purpose of dying Jesus always throughout his life he looked to the cross he steadfastly focused on the cross the word says he set his face as flint when he was going to jerusalem to face the cross nothing could detract or deter him from his life's purpose for his life purpose was to become the sacrifice on the cross at calvary so that we all could be saved through his work There is no passage in the scripture that talks more prophetically about the death of Jesus than Isaiah chapter 53. When we study that passage the beauty of the Lord's sacrifice becomes very vivid in our hearts. So for today's meditation let us turn together to Isaiah chapter 53 and it is my humble request to each one of you let us read that passage even after listening to the message. or maybe pausing the message now let us read that passage and take in the word of god into our heart and let us study that passage isaiah chapter 53 it describes the life and ministry of jesus christ verses 1 to 4 talks about the life and ministry of jesus christ his death verses 5 to 8 talk about his death on the cross at calvary verse 9 talks about his burial and verses 10 to 12 talk about his resurrection and exaltation the theme that ties this chapter together is that the son of god who became the innocent servant he died in the place of the guilty god himself became an innocent servant and he died in the place of the guilty mankind when the theologians speak about the vicarious atonement this is essentially what they mean we may not be able to explain everything about the cross but this much is very clear jesus took the place of the guilty sinners and he paid the price for their salvation i thank god that we are also included in those guilty sinners and that he paid the price for our sins also the previous chapter isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 and 14 talks about the suffering servant in fact in the hebrew bible this is one continuous passage starting from isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 till the end of chapter 53 it is one continuous chapter the entire chapter is uniquely about jesus christ it's easy for us to understand that how If you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 the word of God says behold my servant shall act wisely he shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted as many were astonished at you his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance his form was beyond that of the children of mankind so that he shall sprinkle many nations kings shall shut their mouths because of him for that which has not been told them they see and that which they have not heard they understand dearly beloved here the word of god says his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance 
when Jesus Christ was on the cross at Calvary, the picture that is there in my heart is not that of a cute Jesus hanging on the cross like we see in many of the churches. There was nothing cute about it. There was nothing comely about his appearance. His appearance was marred beyond human semblance. That's what the word of God says. And the word says he shall be lifted up. Before Jesus was lifted up into the heavens and occupied the exalted position, Jesus had first to be lifted up on the cross at Calvary. Let us focus on the first part of chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 1 to 3 talks about the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Wherever it says the arm of the Lord in the Old Testament, it is a prophetic declaration about Jesus Christ. How do we know this? For example, Psalm 8 verse 3 says, When I consider thy heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have all set in place. It talks about hand of God as the reason for creation. And we know that Jesus is the one who created the heavens and the earth through the word of God. In Exodus chapter 13 verse 3, the word of God says, He delivered Israel by a strong and mighty hand. Exodus chapter 13 verse 3 says, Out of the house of bondage, He brought out the children of Israel by the strength of the hand of the Lord. He brought you out from this place. Similarly, the deliverance to the sinner happens through the strong and mighty arm that has been bared or revealed. It implies that the power of God is revealed through this work of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary. What is the greatest, most powerful work that God has ever done? It is not the creation of the heavens and the earth. It is the eternal redemption that is accomplished through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary. It's a mystery. We do not understand it fully. And yet we know in our heart, because he died, we can live today. And we have received eternal life because we have believed in his name. Hallelujah. You see, Isaiah chapter 53 verses 2 and 3, he talks about the initial days of Jesus. The word says, For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. There was no beauty that we should desire him. The servant that is mentioned here in Isaiah chapter 53 is God himself. Yet he comes to this earth in human form, mere mortal, and then he grows up. The child is born, that is his humanity, and the son is given, that is the deity of God. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, we know that that verse. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The child becomes the human part of God himself, of Jesus, and the son is the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus was a hundred percent human, but he was also a hundred percent God. God and mankind meeting together in the mysterious incarnation of Jesus Christ. He was born in the poorest circumstance in an afflicted nation. It was not in a rich nation, it was not in a rich circumstance that he was born. Very often we think that Jesus Christ was born in a manger. If you inspect the word of God, we will understand that he was born on the wayside, on the road. And he was then taken and laid in a manger when they couldn't find an accommodation for him. 
could not the god who was planning this remarkable incarnation at this moment in time for many thousands of years god knew that he, at this point of time jesus christ would be born yet could that god not have planned a comfortable setting to bring forth the very son of god but the will of god was that he chose to make him the lowest and the poorest of people of israel at that point of time in the ministry of the lord jesus christ if you read we see that he was not like the popular preacher who won crowds by his charisma he was no different from the rest of the people physically but his closeness and intimacy with god and his words and his works had the power which drew many people to himself because he came to a people who was physically spiritually emotionally socially economically needy at that point of time he drew all these people to himself the poor the ones the blessed are the ones who are the poor in spirit and they shall become they shall they shall receive the blessing from the god the word of god says isaiah chapter 53 verse 3 says he was despised and rejected by men he was a man of sorrows he was acquainted with grief as one from whom men hide their faces he was despised and we esteemed him not majority of israel rejected him john chapter 1 verses 11 to 12 says he came to his own and his people his own people did not receive him but verse 12 john chapter 1 verse 12 one of my favorite verses in the scripture it says but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become the children of god my dear friends he was rejected by many but to those who received him those who believed in his name he gave us the right to become the children of god oh what a glorious truth it is to realize that me a mere mortal a sinner can become a child of god purely because we have received him because we believed in his name we believed in his sacrifice we have received the right to become the children of god let us turn once again to isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 to 6 if the first part talks about the life and ministry of jesus the next part isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 to 6 the crux of this passage the core of this passage it talks about jesus sacrifice instead of me his sacrifice instead of us the word of god says jesus bore our sins on the cross 1 peter chapter 2 verse 24 says he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been made whole 1 peter chapter 2 verse 24 he bore our sins on the cross but he also identified with the consequences of adam's sin when he ministered to the needy people john chapter 1 verse 29 says Jesus was the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Next day when John saw Jesus coming towards him he rose and said, "Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." The emphasis in verses 4 to 6 in Isaiah chapter 53 is on the plural pronouns. If you read that carefully, you will see the word of God says, "Surely he has borne our griefs. He carried our sorrows." yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by god afflicted 
he was wounded for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all he did not die because of anything that he had done but because of what we had done he had to die the word says he was wounded he was wounded for our transgressions which means pierced through his hands and feet were pierced by the nails that put him on the cross his side was pierced by a spear he was wounded pierced through because of me because of you on the cross the word of god says he was bruised for our iniquities he was crushed for our iniquities the hebrew word means crushed under the weight of a burden what was this burden that was borne by jesus on the cross what crushed him isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 says the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all the great weight and burden of all our sins was laid on the lord jesus and he was crushed by that weight what is the greatest burden that we are bearing my dear friends it is the burden of that iniquity it's the burden of the sin and that burden cannot be taken away by anyone other than the one who redeems us our savior the lord and savior jesus christ the burden of our sin cannot be removed by any human being it cannot be removed by the traditions of men it cannot be doing removed by doing any sacrifices or offerings the burden of my sin can only be removed by jesus christ and the word says god laid on jesus christ the burden of my sins he laid upon him the iniquity of us all sin is indeed a burden that grows heavier the longer we resist god sam 38 verse 4 says for my iniquities have gone over my head as a heavy burden they are too heavy for me there is good news for you if you are listening to me if you are listening to the word of god if you are feeling that weight and burden of sins in your life of sin in your life jesus has borne that on the cross and you can receive the precious salvation if only you believe in that work that he has accomplished the next verse isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says he suffered the whipping that belonged to us his back was whipped and stripes were formed on it our lord and savior received stripes on his back because of the whipping that i should have received for my sins for the numerous sins that i have committed from my birth until this day the punishment that i should have received he bore it the word says upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace the punishment that we should have received he received and that purchased peace for us 
what a glorious truth is it is because he took our place the word of god says we now have peace with god and we cannot be condemned by god's law anymore if you have believed romans chapter 5 verse 1 says therefore being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ because of what he did for us on the cross at calvary and romans 8 verse 1 says therefore there is now no condemnation to them who are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit we have peace with god and we have been removed from condemnation my dear friends sin is a very serious thing the prophet isaiah calls it transgression which means rebellion against god daring to cross the line that god has drawn he also calls it another name iniquity which means it refers to the crookedness of our sinful nature in other words the word of god reminds us that we are sinners by choice and by nature like sheep we are born with a nature that prompts us to go astray and like sheep we foolishly decide to go our own way isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 is all of us like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way his own way the way that seems good to us is not true jesus says i am the way the truth and the life every other way that competes against jesus christ as the way is false i am the way there is none other i am the truth there is no other and i am the life there is none other in whom we receive life and redemption you see with that sin nature that we have like sheep we are born with a nature that makes us go astray and we on our own we choose to go our way by nature we are born as the children of wrath ephesians chapter 2 verse 3 and by choice we become the children of disobedience ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 there is a beautiful contrast if you see between the law of moses and the grace that came through jesus christ under the law of moses the sheep died for the shepherd but under grace the good shepherd died for his sheep john chapter 10 verses 1 to 18 long portion of scripture talks about jesus as the good shepherd my dear friends we have a shepherd who died for me so that we could live let us talk about his death let these words sink into our heart isaiah chapter 53 verses 7 to 9 the word of god says he was oppressed he was afflicted yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter like a sheep that is before its shearers and silent he opened not his mouth this is the god who created heavens and the earth by his voice the glorious grand voice of god about which the psalm itself is written that voice was silent when he was accused because he was bearing the iniquity of us all 29 times in revelation jesus is referred to as the lamb and here the word says 
like a lamb that is led to the slaughter like sheep that is silent before the shearers jesus did not open his mouth and i think of my nature my own nature to a desire to defend myself when some someone tends to contend with me or argue with me and i contrast it with the lamb of god who did not open his mouth to defend himself verse 8 says he was cut out from the land of the living because of the transgression of my people he suffered the torment of hell he suffered alienation from god he cried out on the cross father father why have you forsaken me my dear friend there is only one person who was god forsaken that was jesus christ for god had truly forsaken him on that cross god turned his face away from the beloved son because the son at that point was bearing the sin of all humanity and because he was forsaken by god today i want to remind each one of you who's listening to me who's listening to the word of god none of us can be forsaken by god god doesn't want to throw us away into the tracks of hell he wants us to spend eternity with him in heaven but the choice that we have to make yet remains with us as it says in john chapter 1 verse 12 as many who received me who believed in his name to them he gave the power to become the sons of god the children of god you see the word of god says here in verse 9 isaiah chapter 53 verse 9 the word says he made the grave with the wicked that means he was crucified with the thieves and with the rich man he was in his death the grave that he received was one of joseph of arimathea we know that all these prophecies came together with perfect accuracy in the life of the lord and savior jesus christ written more than 500 years before the actual event happened for this is the word of god the god who does not lie who knows the end from the beginning who knows every moment who knows every person who has orchestrated every event that happens on this earth who knows where the lightning strikes who knows the cry of the humble who knows and bottles the tear of the contrite tears of the contrite it is he whom we are talking about here hallelujah he prophesied that his son would come he would die he how he would die how he would be buried and also the glorious resurrection in the future that he would have the word of god says in isaiah chapter 53 verse 9 he had done no violence neither was deceit in his mouth yet it was the will of god to crush him to put him to grief he died the death that sinners received not because of his own sin but because of my sin and because of your sin the word says it was the will of god to crush him and put him to grief to make his soul as an offering for guilt of many but the verses 10 to 12 are glorious the word of god says 
he shall prolong his days this was not a person who died only to finish his days here on this earth this was a person who died and he would be resurrected on the third day and then he would live forevermore walking 40 days here on this earth and then ascend into heaven and to be forever seated at the right hand of the throne of god that is the lord and savior jesus christ that whom we worship the word says he rose again on the third day his days were prolonged the triumph of jesus is that he rose again on the third day no other man no other god man no other person who claimed to be a messenger or a prophet no other person who claimed to be god himself has ever died and with undeniable proofs infallible proofs been raised on the third day as it is recorded in the scriptures my dear friends today he is seated at the right hand of the father philippians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 says because he was obedient to god to the point of death god exalted him beyond every other person philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says he was found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even the death on a cross therefore verse 9 god has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name we worship a god whose name is above every name so that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father the word says god exalted him isaiah chapter 53 verse 10 says he shall see his offspring those who receive the gospel of jesus christ become the sons of god and jesus shall be satisfied seeing the offspring that he has received the ones who are going to become the sons of god along with him the children of god along with him verse 11 says isaiah chapter 53 verse 11 it says he was satisfied hallelujah our god was satisfied john chapter 19 verse 30 says when jesus had received the vinegar he said it is finished he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost it is finished because he satisfied the requirement of the law he satisfied the wrath of the father against sin he secured our eternal salvation all we have to do is as it says in john chapter 1 verse 12 we have to receive him we have to believe in his name and to us he gives us the power to become the sons of god even to those who believe on his name hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 says my god shall bring many sons to glory and he is the one who lived who died who was buried who was resurrected on the third day and he lives forevermore at the right hand of the father having gone through this passage my dear friends let us look to god to see what is the implication of this passage year after year sometimes we meditate on these passages we go through the motion of remembering the death of jesus christ it's not something that we have to repeat year after year it's a constant reminder in our hearts it should be a constant reminder in our lives but more than that the implication of this passage is something that we have to really understand today let it not go beyond today we need to understand today what the implication of icf 53 is in my life in your life
we can't receive the good news of god without first receiving the bad news and the bad news is that we were sinners we are sinners we are like sheep who have gone astray romans chapter 3 verse 23 says for all have sinned and fallen short and come short of the glory of god god has only one standard god himself he has no lesser standard for holiness and compared to that high standard we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god we all like sheep have gone astray we are all sinners we are all sinners means we are in need of a savior because we are all in need of a saving a salvation from our sins romans chapter 6 verse 23 says we all should have been punished romans 6 23 for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord the first part says the wages of sin is death we do not pay for our sin as soon as it happens it's like a credit card we spent but we pay later we sin now but there comes a day when we will pay for that but the good news is god has already paid that price for us but we have to receive the free gift of god whose eternal life belongs to us through christ jesus our lord by believing in what god has done for us we should have been punished according to romans chapter 6 verse 23 the wages of our sin is that we should have died but god instead he sent jesus to become the sacrifice to bear our punishment because god is a god of love he knew that we can't bear this punishment so he gives us another opportunity to be saved and he says instead of you i'm going to send my son to the cross so that if you believe in his sacrifice if you repent of your sins if you confess your sins to god not to another human being if you confess your sins to god if you believe that jesus died for your sins if you believe that he rose again on the third day if you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior you can be born again and you can have a right standing with god your sins then are forgiven and that makes the big difference in our lives romans chapter 10 verse 9 says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in him in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved remember dear friends this is the good news that god gives us romans chapter 1 verse 16 says for i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god for salvation to everyone who believes to the jew first and also to the greek this is the good news that jesus has given us and the reason why we call it good friday is because he accomplished our salvation we only have to believe in his sacrifice and receive the salvation that jesus has kept for us my dear beloved you may have known jesus for many years but today as you go through this word my prayer is that you will understand the real worth of the sacrifice of jesus on the cross at calvary no tradition or the ways of man can save us but only the sacrifice of jesus on the cross if you are not right with god if in some way your heart is condemning you and if you are in need of a savior if today you want to accept jesus into your heart you can pray along with me lord i am a sinner who needs to be saved from my sin
I repent of my sinful life. I do not want to continue in that life of sin. Lord God, please forgive me. I believe that Jesus, the Son of God, came to save me. He died for me. He bore my punishment. And He rose from the dead on the third day. I believe that with my, all my heart. Lord, I want to invite you, Jesus, into my heart. Cleanse me from my sin. By faith I receive you. Give me the grace today to live as your disciple, according to your word, all the days of my life. I commit my heart into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have honestly prayed that tonight, my dear friends, not only is it going to be a good Friday, it's going to be the best day of your life. The day that you have become a child of God. During the season, let us draw near to God with a heart that is filled with hope, with a heart that is filled with faith. And may the Lord continue to richly bless you through these words. God bless you.